And welcome to Monday on the Puro Pelka podcast. It's Mike here and we are 50, count them, 50 days away from the most important midterm election in your lifetime, in my lifetime, in any American's lifetime. 50 days. And I know some of you are going to be able to uh, vote early because your state might have early mail-in, whatever, voting. So we have work to do. Just make sure you are voting and everybody you know in your neighborhood is voting. As I said, and I'm not being a drama queen here, it's more vital now than ever before. A lot of things to cover today. The Queen's funeral's over. Can we get back to normal? No. No, there's going to be more coverage of the death of Queen Elizabeth II, a remarkable human being. But let's be honest, we've got a little funeral burnout going on. I did watch a little bit of it early, early, early this morning and marveled at how the uh, funeral had been organized and choreographed and was so precise. But I also thought, and I've said this to many people, the American Navy uniforms are so much better than the the uh, British Royal Navy. The British Royal Navy, they're just, uh, they're wimpy. I like our Navy uniforms. And then I watched all those beef eaters marching alongside the uh, casket being brought to the cathedral or to the church. I don't think you're allowed to call it a cathedral. It's not a Catholic building. And um, the... The beef eaters need to eat a little less beef, or maybe they need to do a little more marching more often. I'm just throwing that out there. Possibility <laughs> that maybe those guys could uh, test those uniforms a little bit more frequently and adjust their diet and exercise plans. Some of them looked like they were about to be bursting out. The trumpets, though, they were spectacular. The music was fantastic. And now rest in peace. Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. And uh, let's hope the monarchy fades. I'm just not a fan of the monarchy. We have so much more important stuff going on here. Joe Biden broke his uh, media silence yesterday and and got into it on 60 Minutes with Scott Pelley. And he put his foot in it a couple of times. He's already had to readjust a couple of times what he was saying. The White House press office saying, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on a second especially as it concerns Taiwan and China, if you missed it. But would U.S. forces defend the island? Yes, if in fact there was an unprecedented attack. After our interview, a White House official told us U.S. policy has not changed. Officially, the U.S. will not say whether American forces would defend Taiwan. Well, the president said they would. Joe Biden said they would. It's kind of funny to me, but there it is. One, but the commander-in-chief had a view of his own. So unlike Ukraine, to be clear, sir, U.S. forces, U.S. men and women would defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese invasion. Yeah. But yes, would- yes, yes, he said. And it's already had to be walked back. That's not the only thing he said that's going to cause some problems. Yeah, Joe Biden actually said something that might undo what he wants to do with the student loan forgiveness program. And I know they're trying to figure that out, too. The student loan forgiveness program was predicated upon 
the pandemic continuing. But now that the pandemic is over, uh, maybe we stick a fork in that? Yeah, Joe Biden said the pandemic is over. Hmm. He also, um, Mr. President Joe Biden, he also said some embarrassing things as it relates to the politics and the atmosphere of politics we have going on today. Uh, This one was astounding to me. What we do today, think about it. It's all personal attacks. It's about motive. It's not about I disagree with you on the on the subject matter. Yeah, so it's all about personal attacks. He's he's saying that the politics are just it's just gotten too personal. Well, you're the guy who called all of us ultra MAGA and said we're extreme. So maybe you look in the mirror. Maybe you figure out the finger you're pointing at me has three pointing right back at you. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, Joey. Maybe you work on that. The other part that really got me was the cluelessness of this president when it comes to the economy, because it really is over the next 50 days or should be about the economy. And uh, this exchange was epic. Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3 percent. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just a, 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 just an inch. An inch. I'm sorry, an inch? Inflation rate month to month was up an inch? No, inflation year over year is what matters. What were you paying last year versus what you're paying today every time you go to the grocery store? Up an inch, he should be roasted on this one. It should be just one of the biggest talking points. An inch? I'm I'm sorry, sir. An inch? Hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it is good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not, maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2%. No, no, it's been like months now that your administration and your policies and the spending by Democrats who control Washington has been forcing our economy into a recession with inflation that is forcing so many people to face uh, just intolerable increases in their own costs of living. It really is frightening how clueless this guy is. We have seen in the last quarter, in the last quarter alone, the greatest loss in household wealth in the history of our country. In the last quarter alone, $6.1 trillion of household wealth. And now if you go to buy a new house or a, a house, not a new house, but even a used home. If you go to buy a home from someone and you need a mortgage, one year ago, that mortgage could be had, 30-year fixed rate, for 2.75%. Now, it's headed towards 7% and it's going to go higher. So let's not say that's up an inch. And the cost of home ownership is going to price people out of homes. And as we are seeing, the cost of rent is increasing everywhere in this country. This guy is completely clueless as to what's going on. And I just hope that our friends who are running for office as Republicans are smart enough to get the word out, smart enough to explain what the heck is going on. And we haven't even gotten to the debacle that the Democrats created 
when 50 of the illegals were sent from Florida to Martha's Vineyard. 50 people made them apoplectic. 50 people were quickly repackaged and sent off to Cape Cod to a military base because we can't have those illegals here, even though we're a sanctuary island. No, we can't have them among all the rich and wealthy people. It is astounding how it is how it is boomeranging back on them. Just amazing. Um, there is another story I want to talk about because uh, the, the border, not just uh, Martha's Vineyard, the border continues to be a, a sore point. But back in 2007, when Joe Biden had dreams of becoming the president, lost out to Barack Obama, but won the vice presidential lottery, Joe Biden was talking about the border and talking about securing the border and how it was important. What do I think about the control of our borders? What would I do about it? Ladies and gentlemen, no great country can say it is secure without being able to control its borders. Huh. Period. Period. My word is a Biden. Not a joke. 2007. No great country can say it is secure without being able to control its borders. We can't control our borders because of this guy. We don't have the ability to control our borders because of this guy. And most of Texas is really fighting on this. The border communities along the Rio Grande Valley and way out in West Texas, in El Paso, Texas, where a Democrat is the governor of that big city, they are sending buses to New York City. They are sending immigrants to New York City. And then they're asking the federal government to reimburse them for all of that. So that's a little bit of Democratic hypocrisy, is it not? The mayor, who happens to be a Democrat, is putting these migrants on buses, sending them to New York City, and then begging the federal government to pay, to pay for that transportation. They are nothing if they are not hypocrites. Oh, I forgot to mention about Joe on 60 Minutes last night. He also um, pretty much lame-ducked himself when uh, he he kind of hedged on whether or not he was going to run for office in 2024. You never, you never do that. You always let people think you're running for office until the last possible moment, the very last possible moment. So that was a screw up. And that's probably why Gavin Newsom and many of the other Democrats are, are going to be popping up again as their 2024 prospects possibilities continue to increase. Gavin Newsom, by the way, challenging Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, to a debate. For what? For what? Neither one of you has announced. Maybe you should announce a candidacy, Mr. Newsom. We all know he's going to run. Everybody knows he's going to run. A couple other items we have to mention today. Uh, Hurricane Fiona, say some prayers for the people of Puerto Rico. Our... Um, our brothers and sisters in Puerto Rico have no power. I'm sure they're scrambling to get the grid back up. But I do have an inside source that says that after the last terrible hurricane devastated the island, they did considerable strengthening of all the infrastructure stuff. So while the power's out, maybe just maybe we won't have the same kind of devastation that we saw over all of the island. 
and hopefully nowhere near the death. So that could be a good thing. Could be a very good thing. Uh, other stories that caught my eye, and my buddy Rich Zioli mentioned this. Uh, I was amazed at the chanting from the University of Oregon students or the Oregon students in their game against um, the BYU on Saturday in Oregon. The students were chanting F the Mormons, although they weren't bleeping it. F the Mormons. And that was shocking enough. And Oregon has released a statement apologizing for it. Utah and its governor is not happy about it. Why would you be? But the mainstream media is silent on this. And a hat tip to Rich for noticing that. The mainstream media completely avoiding this story. Can you imagine if this had been in Texas and a section of the crowd was yelling F the Muslims, F the Jews? This would be national news. This would have bumped the Queen's funeral. Absolutely would have. Keep your eye on that story. That's a very big story. The other story that has my attention, uh, go to the grocery store today and buy your cranberry sauce for Thanksgiving. You'll thank me later because it looks like cranberry sauce is going to be in short supply come this Thanksgiving. So buy your cranberry sauce. And thank God you don't live in Canada. I'm sure you've probably seen the video. It's a really bizarre video of this uh, teacher in a Canadian school. I believe it's a high school. Looks like the teacher is uh, showing kids how to make things, construct things using a circular saw, a table saw. But this guy has some kind of weird fetish where he dresses up wearing a woman's wig and gigantic prosthetic breasts. And he's allowed to express this weird fetish while he's working. I'm sorry, this is unacceptable. It'd be unacceptable at Burger King. I, I don't know why it's acceptable in a school. And the Ontario High School is actually defending the trans teacher who wears the wig and the the massive prosthetic breasts in class, defending it. They, they've lost their minds. Thank God we're not Canadians. Thank God. All right, I'm uh, abbreviated podcast today. Uh, we might get Billy Hallowell in here later, or we might get Lauren Fix the Car Coach. You're just going to have to stick around. It's Michael Pelka on the Puro Pelka podcast. Rich.